May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Cuke Audio Podcast. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is that you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. Now, uh, it's uh, Christmas Eve, uh, and I had a a guest, a a former Shunyu Suzuki guest, all ready to put up, one Ruvain Ben-Yuen. Now, with another name that I will reveal next week when I put it up. So it's Christmas Eve, so uh, I just thought I'd do something Christian. Now, last year I read um, from the uh, the Mystical Theology of Pseudo-Dionysus for Christmas Eve. Uh, But this year, you know, all I'm going to do is read you some quotes from Meister Eckhart. This is not an in-depth presentation. I just Googled, you know, Meister Eckhart quotes. I uh, am not, as I said, an in-depth student of Meister Eckhart, but I have, you know, I had I had a book uh, of, um, you know, his sermons and letters and— uh, I really enjoyed reading it. Uh, You know, to me, Christianity is just so poorly presented by the media. The media uh, has really dumbed down the uh, the, uh, conversation on Christianity, and it's given it such a bad name. You know, it's like the only thing it presents is a possibility for Christianity is like the most absolute literalism. Uh, fundamentalism, it's called. But to me, it's not fundamental. It's superficial. And uh, if you read somebody like Pseudo Dionysus, uh, who goes way back, you know, like third, fourth, fifth centuries, uh, you know, it's, um, an anonymous monk. Um, and uh, then you get a totally different idea. And, um, you know, there's a number of Christian mystics who are uh, really uh, uh, not literal at all. (laughs) Um, And uh, and there's plenty of present-day Christians that aren't. Uh, But... um, you know, media likes uh, simple uh, us versus them stuff, you know, faith or science. How ridiculous. You know, there's no there's no conflict between science and actual religion uh, that's not uh, based on, uh, you know, like, uh, action figure uh, worship or something like that. Uh, so what is worship? Worship is that which is worthy of uh, uh, focusing on. So, um, 
to Meister Eckhart, uh, what was worthy of focusing on is the same thing that uh, is worthy of, of, of all of us focusing on. Uh, and that is the, you know, the immediate truth of this moment of uh, mind. Uh, but anyway, uh, oh, hey, I'll tell you one thing. My favorite Meister Eckhart quotes from just memory. Uh, uh, as a Christian, you know, he said, who is Jesus? He has no name. And another point, he says, Jesus is utterly divine mind. Uh, now, that's from memory. So, you know, that could be pseudo-Dionysus, and I just think it's him. Uh, but um, he... He was greatly influenced by pseudo-Dionysus, so if I'm wrong, it doesn't matter. Uh, but one thing I'm absolutely sure he said, and I love, at least in the translation, is uh, he's talking about how to wake up, you know, to reality. And he says, God, I wish I could find this. Um, I don't have that book now. I guess I could, I could get it and look for it, but, you know, I have other things I'm doing. He says, so-and-so, this uh, other uh, priest, he was a Dominican. He was a Catholic Dominican priest in Germany. He said, so-and-so, this other priest near there, says, this is the secret of, you know, awakening or knowing God or whatever. He said, but I say even better. <laughs> I want to find out <laughs> what was the other guy said. Even better is... Know nothing, have nothing, want nothing. Now that is uh, excellent advice. Uh, if one knows how to take it, uh, it, this is talking about this is this is uh, spoken from the point of view of the absolute. This is from the point of view of the highest most inclusive reality to uh, harmonize, to wake up to this reality, our mind must be still. It must be uh, still to the point of, div uh, it's, it's devoid of knowing, wanting, having. It doesn't mean we don't know things, we don't want things, and we don't have things. That's relative reality. You're not going to get away from that. And uh, I think trying too hard to get away from that is uh, mixing up uh, the, the teaching for the absolute from, with the teaching from the relative, which is much more practical. But, um, all right, so that's, uh, uh, that's uh, all I have to say about uh, that. But now I'm just going to read you quotes. Uh, and this is Goodreads. Uh, so here we go. 
and I love this one, and I've mentioned it before and quoted it. It's pretty well known. If the only prayer you said was thank you, that would be enough. I first saw that in a cartoon or, you know, a comic. Um, it's a well-known one. I'm not sure which one. I can't remember. All right, here we go. Here's another. This is pretty well-known. The eye through which I see God is the same eye through which God sees me. My eye and God's eye are one eye, one seeing, one knowing, one love. Now catch this one, you uh, Shunyu Suzuki fans. Be willing to be a beginner every single morning. Here's another. And suddenly you know it's time to start something new and trust the magic of beginnings. Now that's very interesting he says that. You know, what that reminds me of is the uh, Goethe quote, another German. It's... Um, uh, you'll, you'll see it, and I've, I've just got to do it off the top of my head, so it'll be an approximation. But actually, the translation from what Goethe said is also a uh, creative approximation. So um, I don't know what Goethe really said, but I like what the translator did with it. It is, um, you know, whatever you dream or whatever you would do, whatever you want to do, Begin it. Uh, there is magic in boldness, and help comes from unseen places. Something like that. You know, I love that quote. That's Goethe, or a, a liberal uh, translation of something Goethe said. Uh, so Meister Eckhart said, and suddenly you know it's time to start something new and trust the magic of beginnings. Yeah, Edward Conze said in a class I was in, he said, uh, if there's no magic, there's no religion. What is magic? Magic's just stuff happening. We don't understand where it came from or how it's happening. Um, but personally, my life is, I just see it like magic coming out. Uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I didn't do that. I didn't say that. I didn't write that. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know to do that. It just happened. And so our life is like magic in that sense. Uh or ma magic can be seen as something that is beyond uh, our current uh, consensus reality, uh, something we don't understand. So, you know, uh, the first time people see uh, maybe uh, some people lived in a place where there wasn't anything reflective, <laughs> they'd see a mirror and... <laughs> That's magic. <laughs> um, all right.
Here we go. Another quote from Meister Eckhart. Spirituality is not to be learned by flight from the world or by running away from things or by turning solitary and going apart from the world. Rather, we must learn an inner solitude wherever or with whomever we may be. We must learn to penetrate things and find God there. Uh, Shunyu Suzuki uh, definitely uh, would say things along those lines. Um, you know, he said, if you want to develop a peaceful mind, uh, do it in a noisy place. Do it in a place that isn't peaceful. <laughs> uh, something like that. Here we go with my card again. Theologians may quarrel. But the mystics of the world speak the same language. Yeah, you know, when I hear people say, I never liked this, how superior Zen is, how superior Soto Zen is, how superior Buddhism is to other religions, to me that's theological, or that's uh, from the point of, that's intellectual. Uh, or they'll say, you know, I hear that our type of Buddhism, they experience greater enlightenments or, yeah, it's even higher than so-and-so. That's, you know, don't buy crap like that. Uh, it's encouragement. Maybe the, the, you'll hear a great teacher say that, and they're encouraging you to focus on what they are doing because you can't dabble around in a bunch of different uh practices and try this and that and this and that, uh, you've got to, you know, follow like one thing into the center like that. So they're trying to encourage you. But, uh, you know, to say my way is the best way is the only way. That's just anyway, maybe that's a good way to look at it while you're practicing. Uh, Put other thoughts out of your mind, but uh, in terms of um, overall understanding of uh, of the uh, the maybe the of the way we relate to the world and other people and other religion and other ways. Uh, Theologians may quarrel, but the mystics of the world speak the same language. Uh, so here's one. Nothing in all creation is so like God as stillness. Here's another one. Truly, it is in darkness that one finds the light. So when we are in sorrow, then this light is nearest of all to us. Yeah, it's like, like Cobuccino saying, pain in the legs is like, to the monk is like candy to a baby. Difficulty, sorrow, pain. Uh, this, this sort of reminds me, I think, of the quote, knowing that one's going to die soon or something like that, you know, concentrates the mind wonderfully. <laughs> uh, 
And truly, it is in the darkness that one finds the light. I remember John Terrence's book, The Light Inside the Darkness, The Light in the Dark. Here's another one. Wisdom consists in doing the next thing you have to do, doing it with your whole heart and finding delight in doing it. Now, isn't that a nice attitude? Finding delight in doing it. That's like that. Now, he was Dominican. That's the, the Jesuits' motto, which I've quoted many, many times, is um, do what you're doing. Yeah, Wisdom consists in doing the next thing you have to do, doing it with your whole heart and finding delight in doing it. Wisdom are, wisdom consists in doing what you're doing. And it doesn't have to be doing something like uh, working with a screwdriver. Yeah, like Wang Po said. Stand when you're standing, sit when you're sitting, lie when you're lying down. He said, that's it. You do that. You'll wake up. All right, here's more Meister Eckhart. Some people prefer solitude. They say their peace of mind depends on this. Others say they would be better off in church. If you do well, you do well wherever you are. If you fail, you fail wherever you are. Your surroundings don't matter. God is with you everywhere, in the marketplace as well as in seclusion or in the church. If you look for nothing but God, nothing or no one can disturb you. God is not distracted by a multitude of things, nor can we be. Now, uh, you know, I never use the word God in, uh, you know, everyday uh, uh, discussion of my understanding of what uh, reality is, which I have no understanding of. You know, the word God has so much baggage, and, 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 and it's just been the, the literal idea of God being a being— that uh, does things and is so drummed into us by media. Now, it wasn't by my family or at home, but the the action figure God is the the, the, the one that's the most popular. <laughs> and as Pseudo Dionysus said, you know, for those that can only see things in terms of individual being, it's just better just write them off. Just don't even try to talk to them, is it? They're too deep into it. But, of course, that was, uh, we never give up on each other. Here's another one. I am as sure as I live that nothing is so near to me as God. God is nearer to me than I am to myself. My existence depends on the nearness and the presence of God. And again, he said, when the soul wants to experience something, she throws out an image in front of her and then steps into it. 
Whoa, that's for uh, uh, Wow. Wow. There's a uh, channeled being that's pretty powerful I've become aware of recently. I'm not uh, uh, following it, but was uh, told about it by somebody who's involved with it. Uh, and uh, it's... Um, it was asked, why are we here? Why is, you know, why are we here on earth? What's this about? And it said, you have come here to feel. I thought that was a very interesting answer. Uh, now, zazen and practice, of course, we find in the midst of feeling but uh, if we listen to what uh, the masters say, you can find in the midst of it something beyond feeling. Something that includes feeling but is not feeling. There's no feeling. So when the soul wants to experience something, Master Eckhart said, she throws out an image in front of her and then steps into it. She, huh? Uh, the, what was it in the Book of Tao? The, or one early Taoist writing, Lao Tzu says, the only way to the Tao is through the mystic female. All right, now here we go. Love is as strong as death, as hard as hell. Death separates the soul from the body, but love separates all things from the soul. That's very interesting. Hmm. And here, Master Eckhart, the price of inaction is far greater than the cost of making a mistake. Now, that seems like pretty good practical advice, huh? That's very interesting. And here we go again. We are all meant to be mothers of God, for God is always needing to be born. Wow. And here, some people want to see God with their eyes as they see a cow and have him as they love a cow for the milk and cheese and profit it brings them. This is how it is with people who love God for the sake of outward wealth and inward comfort. They do not rightly love God when they love him for their own advantage. What was it? Byron Katie said, somebody said, I can't believe in God because, you know, there's so many terrible things have happened to me or happened around the world. And Byron Katie said, oh, so you'll believe in God, but only on your own terms. <laughs> da, 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 da. I read one place, one, one place, my striker said, I think he said, it might be somebody uh, uh, summarizing what he said, said uh, the, the word God is the ultimate metaphor for that which cannot be spoken of. All right. 
Here we are. There's a place in the soul where you've never been wounded. Hmm. You know, it's just we never think of things in terms of the word soul, you know. Uh, and we've got an idea that the Christian idea of soul is something sort of permanent, concrete almost, uh, that, um, you know, that's eternal or whatever, uh, that, that is like an individual being. But again, let's uh, see, well, maybe it's more like a metaphor for something that can't be described. I mean, in Buddhism, uh, Buddhists talk about things like reincarnation like it was in the most fundamentalist way, like it was uh, the, the sort of the, the way it is in movies or comic books. But if you really look at what Buddhism's saying about what there is that continues, it's only karma. There is nothing of any substance that continues but karma, cause and effect. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, people talk about karma. You know, I hear Zen Buddhists who, you know, uh, say a lot of very good things, talk about karma and reincarnation in the most literal, fundamentalist ways. Those things can't be understood. And when we say cause and effect, you know, this this is what is here right now is a continuation of the intentional action of what was here before, something like that. But even that, you know, I, personally, I think the the great one of the greatest reliefs is is stop trying to understand things. All right, here we are. A human being has so many skins inside covering the depths of the heart. We know so many things, but we don't know ourselves. Why 30 or 40 skins or hides as thick and hard as an ox's or bear's covered the soul. Go into your own ground and learn to know yourself there. And here we are again. One must learn an inner solitude wherever one may be. One must not always think so much about what one should do, but rather what one should be. Our works do not ennoble us, but we must ennoble our works. Hmm. I am what I wanted, and I want what I am. As you know, uh, Nisar Gadada, his, the book, his, uh, the tome of his sayings that were put into a book, the name of that book is I Am That. So I am what I wanted, and I want what I am. And um, 
Ramana Maharshi said, I am is the I, I am that I am is the ultimate spiritual statement. And that's from the Bible. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to write to Vedanta Hinduism, that sense that one has of I am, I exist, is shared by all beings. And that, that diving into that, you know, with the, the first koan, as far as I can see, the oldest koan in Hinduism, who am I, you know, or what am I? Like diving into that sense of I-ness, what is it? Uh, you know. And, of course, we know that uh, religion religious practice, spiritual practice, it's, it's about from, you know, you can look at it from delving into the mystery of the self, the sense of self. And of course we know that Buddhism says there's, that Buddha said there's no self, or actually he said you can't say there's a self, you can't say there's not a self. Depends on what you read, where. Uh, the three marks of existence are, are no self, uh, uh, suffering, and impermanence. Like impermanence, like everything changes. No self is like everything changes. <laughs> and suffering is everything changes. We can look at it different ways. Now, here's an interesting one. My Lord told me a joke, and seeing him laugh has done more for me than any scriptures I will ever read. That's very interesting. I wonder what was going on for that. Makes me think of, God, what's that guy's name? Heifetz? You know, there's Rumi and Heifetz, is that his name? The, the Sufi poet? talking about God being drunk in a tree. <laughs> um, and he was a mystic. Uh, so uh, what did that mean? Huh? When I say he was a mystic, I mean, he wasn't somebody uh, who, who saw things literally. And uh, to him, uh, God was a being who would sit in a tree. So what did he mean? All right, here's another one. If I had a friend and loved him because of the benefits which this brought me and because of getting my own way, then it would not be my friend that I loved, but myself. I should love my friend on account of his own goodness and virtues and account of all that he is in himself. Only if I love my friend in this way do I love him properly. Uh. Here we go. I need to be silent for a while. Worlds are forming in my heart. And all God wants of man is a peaceful heart. And God is not good, or else he could do better. <laughs> and 
Nobody at any time is cut off from God and run into peace. Okay, I just read everyone on that list. And that's my Christmas podcast. That's my Christmas present. And let's go back to the first one on the list. If the only prayer you said was thank you, that would be enough. That's my prayer. And that's uh, Jodoshim Buddhism. And uh, I thank you for being here. Uh, And Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This has been a Cuke Audio Podcast. I'm D.C. Puba of Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives. Coming to you from Sleepy Senor with Doggett Bandita, Feline Cuchita, Guest Doggett Bambita, and dear lovely Katrinka, back from Cuckoo Land. And we're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening. May all beings be happy, may all beings be healthy, may all beings be free from harm, may all beings love life, may all beings awaken. Welcome to another Cuke Audio mini-podcast. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So today we have uh, another um, vignette that's an outtake from Zenas Right Now, teaching stories and anecdotes of Shunryu Suzuki. Uh, but first, uh, I want to repeat the announcement I made yesterday, is that as of October 1st, I, D.C., am going on a, mm, I mean, call it a writing retreat, but it's more like a finishing a book retreat. Uh, and uh, so I got to concentrate on it. I'm just too strung out doing too many things. So, um, but uh, might we might run some, we might do reruns uh, and just Keep it coming. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, or I might just come on now and then and do something, you know, for a break. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I really can't uh, feel the pressure of having to do it six days a week. Uh, but I'll miss it because I enjoy doing it. Um, hmm. All right. Uh, so uh, this is another one from Mike Gilmore. I'm pretty sure. I haven't checked on it, but uh, as I recall it is, Mike says, (laughs) I remember kind of coming out of a little reverie during a Suzuki Roshi lecture and hearing him say, a thousand lectures end in a poop. Ah, 
So it sounds like Mike was sitting there daydreaming during the lectures and Suzuki said that. And Mike, you know, it, it, it got through to him and we went, what? A thousand lectures end in a poop. Ha ha! Reminds me of Katagiri saying, going to a, I think a junior high school to give a talk on explaining to them what is Zim. And that's the way I remember it, a junior high school, but maybe it was a high school. This junior high school seems a little bit early for that. But anyway, Katagiri was so far out, and he had no, he didn't know how to read the room with, um, People who weren't at Zen Center, he just had no clue. I mean, really, is what I would think. Um, but he just started. He said, uh, you think Zen is something? Well, one thing he didn't realize is they may not think anything about Zen. They might not know what the word means, you know. Uh, but but uh, he had, you know, he knew the people who came to Zen Center and those around him who had romantic ideas about what Zen was. So that's what he was addressing <laughs> to this audience, I guess. He said, you think Zen is something wonderful, something beautiful, this and that. All it is is toilet paper. <laughs> I said, it's toilet paper. <laughs> uh, and then afterwards he said on the way home, he said, hmm, I think maybe they didn't understand. Uh Anyway, um, I guess uh, Junior Suzuki was commenting philosophically on the uh, futility of trying to do anything. <laughs> but you keep trying, right? Uh, a thousand lectures end in a poop. Well, it sort of it also reminds me of that. Uh, uh, T.S. Eliot's poem, The Hollow Men, which ends with, this is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper. <laughs> anyway, um, of course, it is up to each of us to contemplate and absorb uh, the wisdom of Shunyu Suzuki saying, a thousand lectures end in a poop. This has been a Cuke Audio podcast. I'm DC Poobah of Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives, coming to you from Sleepy Sonora with Doggett Bandita, Feline Kuchita, and dear, lovely, good drinker, and we're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening.